Welcome to Sunspotting, the show where we discuss the personal stories, lives, and hobbies of the people you see every day at Seaside. I'm your host, Jed Bookout. Today's episode is about Danielle Tranter. This interview wouldn't exist if Danielle Tranter had known exactly where she wanted to go to college. My dad Googled schools in Los Angeles County, and he was like, there's this one called Cal State Northridge. And I was like, all right, we'll look into it. And then I discovered how diverse it is. Pointing out CSUN at all on a map came out of a desire to be closer to LA after a visit to her uncle in Silver Lake changed her life. I came to LA, what, the summer before my junior year of high school, and I fell in love with it. My uncle lives in Silver Lake, and like the Silver Lake Echo Park area is like kind of where I want to grow up. Um, and I just realized like LA is like, a place for me to grow and a place for me to like learn who I am um, because I really didn't know who I was in Illinois. One of the first things you'll notice about Danielle is her unique style. One day, she might be wearing a vintage band t-shirt with pajama pants adorned by cartoon characters. Another, a red bandana on her head, a flannel shirt, and shorts. Today, she's wearing a blue sundress. This eccentric gathering of looks came about through a lifelong love of thrifting. Nobody else really has what I have in my closet. Um, and I find like a strange sense of pride when looking at my closet, because it's just like a little rainbow of cloth that I've collected that I love. I don't know, sometimes I think about it and it's who wore this before me. Sometimes I think about it and it's like, oh, the designer, like what were they thinking when they made this? Because those are times that I never existed. So thrifting is kind of like time traveling for you. Exactly, thrifting is time traveling. Growing up in the Midwest, she was surrounded by Greek culture with a heavy focus on fraternities and sororities. In her perspective, sororities were a place for peppy, easily excitable girls and not the kind of place for someone like her. Growing up in the Midwest, sorority life and frat life, Greek life especially, is just like it. That's what you do in college. And if you don't do it, then I know so many people who like, were unhappy with their colleges because they, every, all of their friends from home found Greek friends and they like, just didn't feel like they were part of anything. And so in the Midwest, that's a big part of the culture. So moving out here, I was like, I'm not doing that. I need, I need separation. I need something that I'm completely unfamiliar with. And that's what I did, and that's, you know, where I am today. So how did Danielle Tranter end up joining Kappa Kappa Gamma, a 150-year-old sorority at CSUN? Danielle grew up in a suburb 45 minutes away from Chicago, living a relatively normal life. The most unusual part of her childhood was the most tragic, however. My mom passed away when I was 11, and my dad and I, we just kind of, like, fell in and out of, you know, father-daughtership. We're great now. But um, that, I think, just had a very big impact on my life. It made me grow up really quick. Um, and that's part of the reason why I came here, because I was, I was so, right after my mother passed away, I was so set on staying in the Midwest. Still, Danielle and her dad persevered. She succeeded in high school, but felt anxious and out of place. She admits she overcompensated on trying to fit in, something she regrets now. I was a big follower in high school. When my mother passed away, I was really scared of like branching out. And so I like kind of clung to my friends. I clung to their interests. The music that they listened to, the, what they wore, I like very much clung to people. And so when I like branched out and discovered more about myself, I realized like I don't like the same music that my friends like. I don't like wearing like normal brands. I love thrift shopping. Like I love going out and doing my own thing. I love being independent, like just walking around downtown LA by myself. And that's something I never thought I'd be able to do. The original plan was to go to school in Michigan, something Danielle came very close to doing. Not because she wanted to, 
but because she was afraid. I was scared of sleepovers, and I was, like, scared of so many things. Um, but then I realized, like, there's no point to be scared of things. I just need to live, because you never know. Life's way too effing short, and, like, I don't know, just life's too short, and I needed to discover who I was, and my upbringing was tough, and it, there's people who've had it much harder, obviously, but the, I, I put my life into perspective on the fact of, like, yes, I'm a white, straight female, I have all these advantages, but also, like, I look at the hardships of my life, and that made me who I am today. Overcoming this fear wasn't easy, but Danielle wanted to experience life away from her Midwestern and, let's face it, white upbringing. My high school was 95% white, and then the rest was just like, you don't even know the numbers on everyone else. It was awful. So she left Illinois, and she came to Northridge. She's a journalism major and has successfully acclimated to life in California. Unlike many of her peers here that are from California, though, she loves CSUN. But what I love about CSUN that's so different, and it's so unexpected from what I expected from college to be, was just that you could literally be whoever you want, it doesn't matter, and you're still cool. Like, I didn't, I'm not like a cool person. Like, I don't try to be like the cool girl or whatever. But I feel like at CSUN, you don't need to be. I like came here and I was so ready to be like, go Matadors, and nobody's ready to go, go Matadors. Despite her love for the school, and despite her love for the state of California, things just felt a little incomplete. So the last two years, there's just been like a kind of a lingering thought of like, there's something missing in my college experience. And I kept telling myself, it's not, it's not sorority life. You're not a sorority girl. But then like, I met my friends becoming sorority girls. And I was like, wait, you're sick still. You're still my best friend. You're still awesome. And you're just part of this bigger organization that raises money for cool things and has like fancy galas and like I don't know like so yeah just the thought process changed when I realized that my friends weren't changing by entering the system. Sorority life as it turned out wasn't just peppy easily excitable girls it was a community of strong women she could not only look up to but look at as peers. It was less legally blonde and house bunny and more a community to flourish in a community defined less by the parties, which Danielle says do exist, but more so by the philanthropy. KKG, their organization is Reading is Fundamental, which basically we raise books instead of money for kids. And we donate them to local libraries, local, like, wherever we can give books to kids. Um, and then in the spring semester, which I haven't done yet, obviously, but I'm very excited to because I love kids. We get to go read to, like, underprivileged youth. I don't know where exactly, but just, like, a school nearby or a library nearby. And just spend the day reading with the kids. KKG overall has been an enlightening and interesting experience for Danielle. Once you're in it, it's not necessarily a culture, but a community of just people who are like, yeah, we got this, we're in this thing. We got these weird letters on our backs and chant and do whatever we do to, that's traditional and all that stuff. Um, so there's just kind of like a cool aspect now that I'm in it versus what I like saw before of just like kind of culty. Um, but now it's like, I'm in like a fun little cult. Like I enjoy it. I love it. Well, I'll kind of joke and admit, yeah, this is weird. Like what we're doing right now, it made a, might've made sense 150 years ago. It doesn't make any sense now, but we still do it. And it's like cool. It's whatever. But like, I don't know. Despite her love for CSUN, KKG and California, Danielle is well aware that her story is far from over and doesn't want to languish in one place. 
after college, I want to move to Portland, and I want to work for a, I want to find just a small publication, a magazine, a local arts magazine, and just focus on whatever is happening in the town, musically, if I want to maybe have like a thrift column, I don't know, just like some, like, unique to me, but in Portland, that's where I'll be. Danielle didn't talk much about her mom during the interview. That's okay. We all deal with loss in different ways. What was really interesting is that our interview highlighted the unspoken premise that Danielle wants to succeed, live life, and see the world because she knows how precious life is, how quick it can be taken away from us. Even without directly tying it to her own experiences, her final words provided some hope for anybody that's dealt with loss. Be happy and make the most of your life because it's too damn short. You could live till 100, you could live till 41, you never know, you could live till 18, you don't know. And make the most out of your experiences in your life and go to therapy if you need it. Like, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. That's all I gotta say to the world, go to therapy. That's my advice, go to therapy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sunspotting. For more stories like these, you can search for Sunspotting on the sundial.csun.edu or search for The Daily Sundial Sunspotting on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow Danielle on Instagram at dtranter. For The Sundial, this has been Jed Bookout.